It is time for promotions here at the Profits Picks Football Podcast Show once again. And I want to start with my daughter in Atlanta, Georgia, in the Eastern Time Zone. And that is Nails by Amani, the best nail technician in or outside of the 285 perimeter in Atlanta, Georgia, more specifically 258 South Main Street, Suite F, Jonesboro, Georgia, 30236. She is once again the best nail technician in Atlanta, Georgia, inside or outside the 285 perimeter. Check out Nails by Amani today. Look her up on Instagram as well. All right. Let's not forget about the missus. And that is, of course, shopneolife.com forward slash Forest Health. Once again, that is shopneolife.com forward slash F O R R E S T H E A L T H. And check out her newest business, the one that we all want to see prosper more than any of the other ones, quite frankly, and that is onlineandbeautyboutique.com. And that is O N L I N E B E A U T Y B O U T I Q U E dot com. The onlinebeautyboutique.com, heavenly hair, and little man. He checks out the show every now and again with some intro music, and that is Arigato Joey at SoundCloud.com. Once again, that is A-R-I-G as in greatness, A-T-O-J-O-E-Y at SoundCloud.com. He makes music, and he also makes music for my podcast show. Check me out. I'm on Instagram at the Prophets Picks 2019. Once again, that is at the Prophets Picks 2019. I'm on Twitter at Prophets underscore Picks. You can email me. Theprofitspicks at gmail.com and look us all up today. Everybody stay safe out there and stay tuned for the show coming up next. All right, good morning to everyone out there. And to the East Coasters, good afternoon. It is almost 1 p.m. Atlantic Eastern Eastern Standard Time over there. It is approximately 1240 on the East Coast. Good afternoon to you once again over there. 1140 here in my time zone. Good morning on a hump day Wednesday, October the 5th, 2022, the first quarter of the NFL season. In fact, came to a conclusion in an embarrassing fashion. If you are a Rams fan or a Rams player, If you're associated with the Rams in any kind of way, as the 49ers decimated the Los Angeles Rams, the defending Super Bowl champions, might I add, 24 to 9. So the second quarter of the NFL season, even though there is now one extra game played every year and we can get Super Bowl rematches in that one game extra every single year or just an all out cross division or cross conference rivalry game, for example, the Bears. And the Giants, they played last week. That's a perfect example of the AFC version of a rivalry game. As we all know, the Bears and the Giants, they were really good competitors. And they were in the postseason on and off multiple times a few at one point in time during the NFL season. This is week five, Profits Picks football podcast show. And I am predicting all of the winners of every single NFL game in week five. The London series continues. The Giants and the Packers, they don't have a rivalry, but they did 
play in the postseason once before. What makes a rivalry a rivalry is two teams in the same division. They just straight up hate each other. No love. They respect, but don't love each other. They hate each other. And at the end of the day, one team wins about three or four games in a row or three out of four. And the other team wins about three or four in a row. Or this team wins in this city, for example. Houston will win in Jacksonville and then Jacksonville will win in Houston. That's what creates a rivalry. What really creates a robbery if two franchises are really good for a very long time and they continue to see each other in the postseason each and every year, even though they're not in the same division, that's what makes a robbery. And that's what made the Giants and Chicago Bears game this past Sunday so interesting. Why am I referring back to week four, even though the first quarter of the NFL season has come to a complete and total end? Because the London series has the Packers for the first time. In NFL history, playing in London this Sunday morning at 8.30 Central, 9.30 Eastern. And they will play against the Giants. And it will be the New York football Giants versus the Green Bay Packers. And it's a, a surprising New York Giants football team this year because only they expected themselves to be 3-1 and one at this point in time. And the reason why the NFL is so weird and so interesting is, and this is a this is a non-biased statement that I'm about to make because everyone should know by now that I'm a Falcons and a Dolphins fan. But as well as the Falcons' offense has played, they should at least be either two and two, right, or they should be uh, uh, what three and one. They had the Saints beat in week one. The defense let the Saints back in it. That's what the Falcons are known for. They're known for allowing teams back into games. Their defense is known for this. The Falcons' defense is notorious for this. And um, they came back on the Rams. Should have beat the Rams. That's two victories right there. Um, They got flat-out beat um, in their other games that they played in. Just flat-out beat. Uh, they flat out beat the Seattle Seahawks. That's the reason why I said it should be three and one, um, because the Saints are the Saints at the end of the day, even though they let me down this past Sunday. But um, at the end of the day, you know, <laughs> I'm using the Falcons as a perfect example as to why we love this sport and why it's so weird. The NFL is an enigma that we continually try to guess and figure out each and every team, every single week. And the Giants are 3-1, and one, but they haven't played like a team that is 3-1. and one. Their offense has not been... What I'm trying to say is their wins have been very, very ugly. But nevertheless, a win. And players don't care how they win. They don't care if it's ugly. They don't care if it's beautiful. They don't care if it's pretty. They don't care if it's flawless. They just want to win. And the Giants have found a way to win and get to three and one while the Falcons for a perfect example, they found a way to lead in games, give up the lead and then end up losing. Well, shockingly enough, the giants, I feel like they should have a one and three record because their wins that they have won. They have just been absolutely and totally ugly wins. 
Their head coach, Brian Dayball, is a first-year NFL head coach. He's an amazing offensive mind. He's an amazing offensive coordinator. And at the end of the day, we want to see a fine-tuned offensive machine for Brian Dayball. The defense has things together for the New York football giants. And I'm going to get to it a little bit more in a moment. But I just want to set the scene for you here for this uh, London matchup. And the reason why I'm taking a little bit longer for this prediction show is because the London series is something unique. It is something serious. It is something that is different. And it's something that should be celebrated in a sense, NFL-wise. Playing in another country, an American sport. And the bottom line is, I didn't think about this, excuse me, with the first London series game last Sunday with the Saints and the Vikings. I just treated it as another Sunday day game and I just zoomed right through the show. Well, not going to do that this week. And of course, excuse me, when the Bucks um, play the Seahawks in Germany, that is also going to get a premier type of primetime profits picks treatment. So. I'm setting the the scene here for you before I predict who will win this game between the Packers and the Giants in London. This game will be on NFL Network, and the Packers, they do what they do every year, with the exception of 2020, to my recent memory, and that is they lose that first game of the season. That first game of the season is an extension of the preseason for the Packers, after that first loss in week one, they, they're woken, they're, they're awakened, they're, they're, they've been woken up. And after that, they win, what, five, six games, sometimes seven to eight games in a row, especially under the leadership of their new head coach that they have, um, Mr. Matt LaFleur. So at the end of the day, <clears throat> the Packers are woke. And the biggest difference between Green Bay Packers right now with Matt LaFleur, an offensive-minded head coach, and Brian Dayball, the New York Giants, an offensive-minded head coach. Brian Dayball does not have Josh Allen. He has Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Matt LaFleur has Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, plus Alan Lazard and a few other guys that... I'm not going to name for the sake of time. So this London series part two will involve yet another couple of NFC teams. Last week, it was the NFC South versus the NFC North. This week is the NFC North yet again. But the opposing team will be a team from a very, very good NFC East. And um, the first time these two teams met was October the 7th, 1928. Packers and Giants have been around for a very, very, very long time. And it was a six-to-zip victory for the New York Giants in Green Bay. The Green Bay Packers lead this series all-time, 34 victories, 26 losses, and two ties. And um, the regular season belongs to the Packers as well, 29-23-2. And... I hope everyone was paying attention when I was talking about rivalries as two teams from two different divisions or two different conferences meeting over and over and over again in the postseason. That's what sets up a rivalry. And it's even better if the teams play each other in the same division. But Giants don't play the Bears. 
they're not in the same division. And the Giants don't play the Packers twice a year. They're not in the same division. I just said that a few moments ago. So that postseason lead to get back on track here belongs to the Green Bay Packers. And the Green Bay Packers lead in the postseason five victories and three losses. The first postseason vic- uh, game that was played between the Packers and the Giants was December the 11th, 1938. It was the 18th meeting of all time between these two franchises, 23 to 17 Giants in New York. And I believe that was the old polo grounds that are no longer in existence in New York. December the 10th, 1939, the 19th meeting of all time um, for the second year in a row in the postseason. It was a win for the Packers and it was their first win in the postseason against the Packers. And it was an embarrassing loss for the uh, New York Giants franchise, 27 to zip, zip. It was a shutout. The 24th meeting of all time was in the postseason. It was December the 17th, 19th, foe to foe. And it was a 14-7 victory for the Packers in New York yet again for the uh, Pack. Um, that first postseason victory was at home, 27-0, once again, going back to 1939. 1961, December the 31st, New Year's Eve, 33rd meeting of all time, took place in the postseason. The Packers beat the Giants, blanking them again, 37 to zip. That game was in Green Bay, Wisconsin as well. The 34th meeting came a year later, December the 30th, 1962. In the postseason, Packers 16-7 to over the Giants in New York. Now, bringing it up to this millennium, the 54th meeting of all time, January the 20th, 2008, 23-23 report win for the New York Giants. I believe that is the year that Eli Manning and company went to the Super Bowl to beat the Patriots for, uh, I believe it was the first time around. Uh, January the 15th, 2012, the 57th meeting of all time in the postseason, 37 to 20 victory for the New York Giants. That was Eli Manning yet again. I'm no, I know that for a fact because that's the year that they beat the New England Patriots in Indianapolis, Indiana for that Super Bowl. And then the Packers bounced back on January the 8th, 2017. That was the boat trip photo. Uh, uh, who was it? It was uh, OBJ and company before they prepared to go to Green Bay. No shirts on, on the boat. Right, 38 to 13, Packers won that. Once again, that was January the 8th, 2017, sixth first meeting of all time in the postseason. The most recent game was played during the 100 NFL season celebration, and that was the Packers over the Giants, 31 to 13. That was in the regular season, December the 1st, 2019. Once again, the last time the Packers and the Giants got together, it was a victory for the Packers, 31 to 13 in New York. First time these two teams ever got together, though, way back in 1928, it was a 6-0 victory for the G-Men. Once again, Packers lead this series, 34 victories, 26 losses, and two ties, 29, 23, and 2 in the regular season. And the Pack leads in the postseason as well, five victories and three losses. The Pack is back. They lead everywhere, right? Daniel Jones versus um, Aaron Rodgers, statistically anyways, in the quarterback room. Last five games for the Packers, I talked about it already. Not going to mention the preseason games. Preseason doesn't matter. Lost to the Vikings in week one. They only scored one touchdown, but faced another divisional opponent in the Bears the following week in week two, 27-10 victory, beat the Packers 14-12 in Tampa Bay, and then beat the New England Patriots this past Sunday, 27-24 overtime. Wow, the season literally does fly by once it begins. The New York Giants... Shocking enough to me and to everyone else, they beat the Tennessee Titans in week one, 21 to 10. And then they beat the Carolina Panthers at home, 1916, 
um, as I expected they did. They almost lost that game. And then lost to the Dallas Cowboys 23-16 on Monday Night Football. I really thought the Giants defense was going to show up and show out with a backup quarterback in Rush Cooper, which makes the loss even more embarrassing. And then going up against a true starting quarterback in Justin Fields and the Bears defense, 20-12, to the victory there. Hence, fourth, both teams, 3-1. and one. The number one issue right now that the New York Giants have is they're giving up a lot of yards per game on their defense, 341. 200 through the air, 141 on the ground, 341 total the defense is allowing. Now, as ugly as Brian Dayball's offense is for the New York Giants as of right now, they're still gaining a lot of yards, 353 total. Packers is giving up a lot of yards too, 315, 188.5 of that 315.3 through the year, 126, which is what I'm concerned about, 0.8 of that 315.3 is given up on the ground. Packers offense is getting 395, and once again, the Giants offense is getting 353. If you look at the numbers, yards-wise, allowed and gained, you're thinking that, hey, this is going to definitely be one of those games where it's very, very exciting with a lot of scoring. Well, I beg your differ. And the reason why I beg to differ is because of the fact that at the end of the day, whenever you think it's going to be an offensive shootout, it ends up being a defensive game. And whenever you think it's going to be an offensive shootout, it ends up being a defensive game. Or should I say, when you think it's going to be a defensive game, it ends up being an offensive shootout. Sorry, my bad. So Packers are second in the NFC North. They're tied with the Vikings three and one. I still don't see how the Vikings win that football game. They got very, very, very lucky. Saints should have definitely won that football game. And the Saints are one and three, by the way. It means a lot when you no longer have Drew Brees or Sean Payton. Um, the Giants... To my shocking belief and surprise, they are third in their division in the NFC East, but they are 3-1. Eagles 4-0, Cowboys 3-1, Giants 3-1. Bears are tied 2-2 with a bunch of teams that have a 2-2 record. My Falcons being one of them. And then the Packers once again 3-1, Vikings are 3-1. The entire NFC West is 2-2. Just absolutely mind-blowing. And then in the NFC South, the Bucks and my Falcons, shockingly enough, are 2-2. Two and two. And I'm going to say it again. The way the Falcons' offense is played, they should be 3-1. and one. I've already given you the game breakdowns. The offense is not the issue for the Falcons. They off, the defense is what the issue is for the Falcons. Hence, the reason why they hired Dan Quinn to take over, and of course, Dan Quinn eventually led the Falcons to a Super Bowl with the help of Matt Ryan and Kyle Shanahan's offense, but the defense just could never get things together. Even during that miraculous, explosive offensive season the Falcons had for their Super Bowl run that year, they jumped out to 34 to zip leads, 42 to 15 leads, but at the end of the game, the defense gave up a lot of yards, and they gave up a lot of points. I really wish I was doing my podcast then, because I really would have harped on that over and over and over again that it's going to eventually catch up with you and it eventually did catch up with the Falcons and the worst time in the worst place here in Houston in the Super Bowl against the absolute last person you want to play against in the Super Bowl and that is Tom Brady all right
New York Giants, 18th in the NFL, points scored per game, 19 points scored per game. Going up against a Packers defense that is ranked 7th in the NFL, allowing 17.3 points per game. Packers offense is not that good either. 18.8 points scored per game going up against a New York Giants defense that is 19th in the NFL, allowing 17.8 points per game. I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers. They are way more trustworthy right now than the New York Giants. They really are. And I'm going to say the Green Bay Packers will win 22-12. Once again, Pack is back. They're going to win in the London Series 22-12. This has been the Prophets Picks Football Podcast Show. London Series Prediction Show. 3-1 Giants at 3-1 Packers. Hey, the Packers may win. I mean, the Giants may win, but at the end of the day, when you got Aaron Rodgers, Matt LaFleur, and that list of weapons, I think you're going to win it. 22-12. Packers will win. Everybody stay safe out there. One.